in the B. Unfortunately, last week we had <coughs> had a bad day for Tampa and Hillsborough County football. All of our teams ended up going down in the Final Four. So we're going to give a quick recap, talk about some of the accomplishments of these teams. But before we get to that, I'm going to go ahead and introduce my partner, BP. How you feeling? Feeling good, man. Go ahead and get this thing going. Keep it rolling, baby. Keep we it still rolling. alive, baby. Yes, sir. All right, so we'll go ahead and start off with the Jesuit and Northwestern game, man. Jesuit put up a good fight. They end up scoring for it first on Northwestern. The next thing you know, that buzz, that buzz saw got going. Yeah, man, got going, man. We had, we had, uh, we had Jesuit coming in, probably gonna get in, in a good fight, uh, get started with those guys from, uh, from the, from down to the bottom, but. Always knew, man, it was just too much for a team like that. I judge what those guys fought hard, but at the end of the day, man, that day kind of football on a whole nother level. They got guys representing, I mean, four or five classes from down to Dade County. Yeah, man, that was, that was, I picked Jesuit to win, but you know, that was all hard because, like you said, Northwestern, what, two, two time state champs defending? Yes. So, you know what they was coming with. I think they ranked in the top 25 in the nation as well. Jesuit did good, but that was going to be a tall task of them going down to Miami and winning that game. But we want to give a shout-out to Jesuit. Had a great year. Put on well. Got it to the Final Four. So, yeah, man, we want to give a good shout-out to y'all. Next game we had Sephna Christian versus Champanat. Halea. Sephna Christian ended up falling short. (coughs) Excuse me. End up falling short in that game as well. How you feel about that one, BP? Man, again, man, it's just like we thought, like you said, man, Seven and Christian had some athletes. We knew they had a quarterback and a receiver, um, big-time players. Those guys made plays all over the field. But it just knew, man, it was going to be overmatched, man. Those guys from Miami, man, those kids just, I mean, I hate to say it, but it was just more so as far as more athletes. And I believe they wanted more in a sense of, they had a sense of urgency coming to the game, man. So, shout out to Seven and Christian. They fought hard, but unfortunately, they didn't make it to the to the championship. Yeah, man. Seven and Christian had a great season, though, man. They set a school school record right here, the furthest they ever been, and at least they could say, you know, it ain't much of a consolation. But Champagnat looked like they finna win the state championship. Last time I checked, they was winning twenty eight to seven over Victory Christian. So, yeah. look like they about to be state champions. I, that that make it hurt a little bit more. I didn't mean to do that, but. You know what I mean? You ain't lose to a team that lost. 
Yeah, at least he losing those scrubs. Yeah, I mean, lose to a state champion. I think they were two time state champions. Yeah, they were before they got moved down. So, like you said, that's a powerhouse program, another powerhouse Miami private school down there. Right. Next game we had Steinbrenner going on the road, taking on Apaka. Apaka ended up taking that victory pretty convincingly. How you feel about that one? Oh, Steinbrenner couldn't stop the running game, man. It couldn't stop the the misdirection. And the thing with that is, Apaka, man, the tradition, they're going to run that football. They're going to catch you off guard. and going to throw some passes over the top of your head when you play and run. And I think right now in the situation, man, uh, the moments were too big for Steinbrenner. Steinbrenner fought hard. Uh, they came to this game. A lot of people didn't think they were going to make it to make it that far. But we're proud that those guys actually made it to that point, man. And, but in this situation, it was a big-time game, and big-time players made big-time plays and big games, and Apaka moves on. Yes, sir. I agree. I want to congratulate Steinbrenner. You know I had them as a surprise team. They shot me. I didn't think. I thought they were going to be good, make it to the playoffs, but I didn't know they were going to make it to the Final Four. So they had another historic historic run for their school. Like you said, Apaka is a state championship team. They've won state championships before. So, like you say, the moment wasn't too big for them. They know what it takes to get there. Steinbrenner, it's a learning learning lesson. So right. make sure, you know, come back next year, see what they do, man. Congratulations to them. Next game we had was who we got? Booker T. Washington and Lakewood. That was probably the game of the week. I mean, the game of the night, actually. Yeah, it was, man. Again, another team from Dade County area, man, comes out and and uh, has a performance against a team from the uh, Hillsborough County area by the team being Pinellas and Lakewood. Uh, just overmatched, man. The guys were, were faster, bigger, stronger. And basically oppose their will upon Lakewood. Didn't think Lakewood would come out and lay down in a sense like that. But when again, when you're playing against a team that has been there and has done it before, and traditionally they have guys going out Division One here and there, you got players that's coming out and doing their thing. They were overmatched for Lakewood. Yeah, I agree. I think Lakewood had a great season to go from where they were at last year to here now like they had they have nothing to hang their heads on and that team is only gonna that program is only gonna get better and better because now now they hungry like they were hungry before but now they got the discipline they know what it takes to win that that's that program i i see it going ape next year right i agree with you on that man those guys fought hard man they got some boys some boys over there have some returning guys coming at uh coming back and I look for Lakewood to turn heads again next year. Me too. Next game we had was Gaither traveling to Escambia. <coughs> so Gaither went up to Pensacola. They end up losing to Escambia. Another good team. Like like I said, man, that's just hard. For that being your first playoff game going on. I mean, you know what I mean? Our first big-time playoff game going up there on that six-hour trip. Even though they stayed the night and everything, it just was hard. And they fought hard as they could, man. Yeah, they did. They fought hard. They they trying to make it a game at the end. Uh, Scambia jumped out on them, I believe, by like 14 points at the start. Um, but Gaither, man, being Gaither, those kids didn't let their heads down. Those kids fought hard. They looked. They thought maybe they could try to come back. They made a run, uh, kept, got the game within seven points. But Scambia being that traditional program, ran the ball, eight the clock. Passed around the ball around a little bit, played solid defense, and they came out victorious against I uh, the Cowboys and get the Cowboys are my uh, my team that I had going in for a surprise team, and those guys don't have anything to drop their heads about. 
Uh, they played solid, and I'm proud of you guys. Continue to come back, do what you do next year, and hopefully build upon your success this past season. Yes, sir. Very proud of Gaither, man. You know what the crazy thing is before I get to the next game? If it would have been last year and the districts were the same, Gaither and Steinbrenner were in the same district. So that means only one of them would have made it to the playoffs. So that's it's crazy how everything yeah. worked out with these new yeah. districts. And two teams from the same district ended up going to the playoffs, going to the Final Four. Right, I love it, man. That's, I love it. That was that was good. And last game we had was Ornwood Hawks versus Edgewater. Man, this is probably the shocker, of the shocker of the weekend right here. Yeah, it was, man. You know, a little bit I was on Twitter, man, after the game, man. I was kind of making excuses for the Ornwood squad about turnovers. And, you know, they'll never make have eight turnovers again. It was just something that was different, man. You got to tip your hats off to the Edgewater squad that came in. They were dominant on defense. They did what they were taught, take the ball away from the offense. The offense can't produce. Offense can't keep the ball, uh, then they can't score. So, and that was the situation with that. Edge where the defense was scripting the ball, interception, uh, picked a lot of passes off. Um, played sound, man, all the way around. Special teams, uh, defense, offense, well coached group. Mm-hmm. Those kids wanted a little more. It was just their night. Arnwood, unfortunately, lost. Uh, but, you know, they have nothing to put their heads down. They didn't make a state championship. But, man, listen, man, a lot of kids don't get opportunity to play in the fourth round of playoffs. And for those guys to make that run and uh, have a successful season, I still say it's success. It's not what Tampa Bay wanted. A lot of people within the Sepner community maybe thought that Orangewood should be championship or bust. But, man, it's, hey, it's hard to get back to that state championship. Yes, I agree, man. People get spoiled and think, oh, this Orangewood, they supposed to do that, man. It's hard to get to a state championship. And when you switch classifications, like Arnwood moved up to 70, you're playing against Lakeland, you played against an Edgewater, which dropped down, I believe, from 80 to 70. It's different teams, man. It's real hard. So Arnwood definitely has nothing to hang their heads on. Like you said, they probably played their worst performance, and it just happened to be a playoff game, unfortunately for them. But like you said, I I believe Arnwood will bounce back next year, and they're going to be even more upset next year. Right, I agree with you, man. Just arm with the ball and fall their way, man. Just a, can't, you know. I'm never gonna. I'm not even gonna take away from Edgewater and say they wasn't a good club because to beat a team like that with defense, uh, you got to give it to those kids, man. Those kids played their behind off, and so, man, I want to congratulate them and hopefully they do their thing in the state championship game. And next year we'll see what happens to the Arnwood Hawks. Yes, sir. So that wraps up football season. Now we got. BP special, man. Tell them what we about to do, BP. Yeah, guys, man, we told you guys that we're in, and females and fans, what we're going to do in the sense of a top 22 team here for Balls of the Bay. We say we're going to pick a top 22 team. And tonight, we're going to give you the top 11 from the 22 with a special team player. Uh, we're going to give you the top 11 players with a special team player. So there'll be 12 kids that we're going to put out for our first uh, defensive team for ballers of the bay and then next week we'll drop top 11 for you guys on the offensive side of the ball with the athlete go ahead tj give me your number one player for the for the balls of the bay defense top 11 okay so i pick at defense end yakeem simone he's the defense end for blake he led the county in sacks in the regular season so i think he deserves a spot out there man he played hard good pass rusher okay 
I'm going to go ahead, and since we're going defense, TJ, I'm going to go with a big fella, Clyde Pender from Orangewood. He led his team down there with tackles for loss this year, as well as sack. I believe he had five sacks in one game, which is an Orangewood Hawks record. He did his thing, and now he moves on to North Carolina University. Okay, my player, I'm going to go to a linebacker. I pick Austin Brandon from Steinbrenner. I believe he had like close to 120 tackles. Let me see. Yes. And then he had, I want to say, 19 tackles for loss is the last time I checked this stat. So that man is a ball hawk. And he makes impact plays, not just plays, but impact plays. And he helped lead his team to the Final Four. So that's why I chose Mr. Austin Brandon. Okay, good job, man. I'm going to go with my guy, E.J. Perry, from Arnwood. E.J. Perry was styled on the defensive, defensive linebacker position. He's more so a tweener, a strong safety, but Arnwood had him playing the jack position, which is an outside linebacker position. They had him coming out, blitzing the pass, passer. He's another kid that came out this year, was a uh, sleeper. He had over 10 sacks for the Arnwood Hawks this year, and he led the defense with sacks. So we got to go along with that E.J. Perry, man. Okay, okay. At um, cornerback, I got my boy Devin White from Riverview. Had eight interceptions in the regular season. Helped Riverview turn around their record. They made it to the playoffs, had a good year. So I want to give him a shout-out at cornerback Devin White. Good job, T.J. I like that. Another person we had, linebacker. I had Chance Coleman from Gaither High School. Chance Coleman did it all for Gaither this year. He led his team on the defensive side of the ball. He was a tackling machine as well as he did things on offense, but we went with him as a linebacker on his team. So we're going with Chance Coleman from Gaither High School. Okay, another linebacker to wrap that up would be Mr. Marcus Day from Tampa Bay Tech. Man was all over the field for Tech, played sideline to sideline, very explosive. I think he had a couple, I want to say an interception or two this year as well. But I like Marcus Day from Tech, very impactful team full of athletes on that defensive side. He clearly stood out as a player to me. Good stuff. Another player I'm going to go with, free safety from Steinbrenner High School, Matthew Durance. Matthew Durance, free safety, Steinbrenner High School, 6'2", 185 pounds. He was a 2021 kid. He had 90 tackles from the safety position, four interceptions, and 10 pass defense knockdowns. This kid is a ball hawk. I'm telling you, man, coaches, you might want to get over there and see the kid, Matthew, at Steinbrenner. Yes, sir. Defensive tackle, I got Big Dez Watson from Orangewood. believe he had over 10 tackles for loss, controlled that middle. Him and Clyde together were just too much. That was the best defensive tackle groups in the county. So had to show him some love because both of them dominated. Yes, sir. Another guy, my last guy that I have, he's an Orangewood Hawk. He was defensive player of the year. He led his team in every category in the back of the secondary. I got to go with that man, Jaleel Core from Orangewood. Strong safety. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And our last player coming in, well, second to last player coming in at cornerback. Matter of fact, I'm going to let you have that cornerback. I'm going to go with my specialist, that kick returner, punt returner. I think he's the best running back in the county, but we decided to put him at uh, specialist because he's probably the best punt returner in the county, too. Maybe I got one more person that might argue with that. But I'm going to go with Dion Sillers of Steinbrenner, man. This man had... 23 total touchdowns. I think he had six or seven of them come off of special teams alone. Good stuff. And the final person that we got on our team, he's a cornerback. We got that boy Noah Bigelow 
from all wood. He just got the recent offer from Iowa State. That was his first offer he got tonight. And, man, this kid had seven to eight interceptions. I, I think I believe it was eight, but I'm going to say se- between seven to eight interceptions. This kid was a ball hawk, man. I'm talking about all over the field for Ornwood Hawks, man. And he's a 2021 kid. He comes back next year. This kid's going to blow up with his recruitment. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, those are 12 players right now. Again, this is our opinion. These are just guys that we thought helped impact their teams and had a great season, man. Yes, sir, man. Those are top 11 defensive players on the defensive side of the ball of our top 22 players. We will get that offensive side next week for you guys. A recap on that. Jaleel Core, Arnwood, Matthew Doran, Steinbrenner, Bigelow, Arnwood, Devin White, Riverview, Chance Coleman, Gaither, EJ Perry, Arnwood, Marcus Day, Tech, Austin Barron, Steinbrenner, Dez Washington, Arnwood, Clyde Pender, Arnwood, and look, Joaquin, Simone, Blake, and we got Deion Sailors, a Steinbrenner special teams. Yes, sir. So with football wrapping up, you know what that means. It is basketball season. So what we're going to do right quick, we're going to give you a top five boys basketball team, and then we're going to run that back with a top five girls basketball team. So we're not going to give any order right now. We're just going to name five teams that we think are going to be well, we expect to have big seasons from Hillsborough County. So, BP, you want to go ahead and name one for us? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and name one, man. I'm going to go with Wharton, man. I think Wharton is one of the top five teams in Hillsborough County, man. They're going to come out very aggressive defense and spread the ball around the court. Going to shoot the ball, shoot the long ball. We're going to go downtown and pass the ball down low and let these guys a bit, man, make some points for us in the paint. Yes, sir. I like, I like that Wharton pick, man. They got this boy Gio Reyes and Carthium. Those two might be in consideration for County Player of the Year. I think Gio is the best pl- point guard in Hillsborough County right now, man. Mm. My team I chose was Tampa Catholic out there with Janai Broom, another player that I think might be in the running for um, Player of the Year. Tampa Catholic just has everything. They have experience coming back. They got playmakers. They went to the Final Four last year. And they, that's just one of the loaded teams in the county this year. And, man, I got to go with another team I got to go with, Stephanie Christian. They got that wide receiver that came out. What's his name, TJ? Mr. Michael Trigg came out and dropped Michael. 32 on Monday, man. Michael Trigg dropped 32 fresh off the football field the playoffs <laughs> and came out and dropped that thing. He talking about Hooper. That boy could do it all. Boy, he's a baller. Yes, he is. All right, my number – well, I ain't going to say number 14, but another team I picked was Sickles High School. Sickles got a big man, 6'7", sophomore, one of the top players in the county that transferred in. To go along with some players that they already have, I think Sickles is going to probably surprise some people this year. They're in a tough district, but I look for Sickles to be one of the better teams in Hillsborough County. Yes, sir. In our final school, man, we're going to go with the tradition here in the situation. They normally make a good playoff run. They are normally very competitive, and that team is Hillsborough High School. Yes, sir. The Hillsborough Terriers, they lost some of their seniors last year. But like you said, they were playoff teams two years in a row. So it's going to be interesting to see if they could keep that tradition, that winning lie. So those are five teams to look out for boys basketball. So for girls basketball, BP, go ahead and hit us with a team. Man, listen, man. If you can easily say go to the top team in the country, but I'm going to go ahead and let you have them. But I'm going to go ahead and go with the girls from Seven to Christian, man. These girls from Seven to Christian, they come out year in and year out, man. And they're very competitive. I believe they were on a Final Four run uh, either last year or the year before. And these girls are very competitive, man. And uh, 
in this, this high school basketball. Yes, sir. Very well coached team right there, Stephanie Christian. I'll go with another team from Tampa, Carol Wood Day, man. That team is a dominant team. I watched them play very good many times. They got two tall post players and a good guard, and they are going to cause damage this year. The only misfortune they have is that they always end up playing against probably the best team in the nation in the playoffs every year in Miami Country Day. But Carol Wood Day, I expect them to make big noise this year for the girls. Yes, sir, man. Another team I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Plant. Plant High School girls basketball, they always come out with a solid team, and I look forward to them to doing the same this year. Yes, sir. Plant got three of the top players, took three of top players in the county with uh, Naya Jean, Honor Cole Pepper, and Kendall Cheeseman. They got a very good team over there, man, so I ain't knocking that pick at all. I'm going to go with Brooks the Bartlow. They have a trio of guards that get after it on defense. They play some lockdown defense, they're athletic. And they, they know how to play. I like Brooks, man. Man, that's a good pick, that TJ. And the number one team that we're going to go ahead and say, we're not going to say the number one, but everyone have them picked consistent number one here in Hillsborough County, the state of Florida. That's one of the top five teams in the nation. That is the Tampa Bay Tech Titans. Yes, sir. These women are strong on the basketball court. You hear me? Yes, sir. Defending champions, Tampa Bay Tech Titans, led by Miss Janiah Baker. And that's a loaded squad. And the crazy thing about it, they only juniors and sophomores. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. So those are five teams in Hillsborough County for girls. You might want to keep an eye out and look out for. And week to week, we'll be trying to update that. I know it's like three or four basketball games a week. So we'll try our best to keep up, let you guys know some games you might want to look at and things of that nature. BP, what else we want to talk about this week on this episode? You want to talk about yeah, that big go. news that done happened in Tampa? Man, we want to talk about this big move, man, at USF, man. They let Coach Charlie Strong go. Uh, just want to get a take on that. Coach Charlie Strong, man, he did a lot of things for folks, man. It's not just about uh, college football coaches, more so as a man, as a human being, him caring about the players as being young men, man. That's that's the thing that kind of got to me a little bit. Yes, sir. Coach Strong did a lot of good things. He, he came in to clean up the program. They wanted him to come in and help change the image of the program. I believe he did that. Did he not win as many games as people like? Maybe not. But I also think people need to be honest with their perception of USF right now. USF is not UCF. Right. USF is not even FIU and FAU right now. Like USF is not as talented as people think. So like you can't punish a man. He should have won more games. It's some games like he should have won that he didn't win. But at the same time, like, what are your expectations for a coach at USF? Right, man. And that's my thing, man. It's like people are looking at USF right now like in the liking of, a, a like you say, UCF, the top 25 in the nation, or Florida State, Florida. And they're not right now. They have in the past. But in these situations, these lower levels, man, you have to have uh, a group of guys that come in and change the foundation, to change the – the uh, mentality as far as winning and losing, mm-hmm. um, and in a sense here, USF they're, they're a couple players away, man. They have they have ball players, but you're gonna have to come in and and hopefully change some things, man. It's like maybe offense or whatever is not clicking the defense. I don't know, but it's more so you need players to win in college football. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the schedule that they had this year was a little bit too much for them. I believe they went challenge. They beat. They beat some solid teams, and they lost to a group of teams that they probably, like you said, they probably shouldn't have lost to. But in a sense of USF, yeah, we want USF to get back. But it's the, and the way to do that 
you got to recruit this this area better. You got to be able to bring better players in. Like, yeah, we're getting some names here and there from different places or a couple places, guys from here, but we're missing on a lot of talent at USF as well, too, when you're trying to talk about bringing kids to uh, compete against the talent level that they're competing against. So I'm going to ask you, I put this question on Ballers in the Bay as well, but I'm going to ask you this, BP. What are two of your main characteristics you want to see from this new USF coach? New USF coach, because of what Charlie Strong had, they, they want him to come in and change the mentality. Um, what I mean by mentality, I'm not just saying winning. I'm talking about young men. At the end of the day, you want to build young men. You want to build character. Uh, you want these these guys that come into our community. They're, these are next guys coming into the community as far as working. These are citizens that are going to be doing a lot in public. Uh, they're going to be there. There are men and women of today. USF is, but you know, as far as the football program, so the mentality on that standpoint. From that standpoint as well as um, someone that brings excitement, someone that's young, has energy, someone that's going to be able to come in and get the guys to believe in what his principle, his values are. Uh, that's one thing that I would say. Uh, and then third, I would say somebody who could recruit and on an honest level lock down the backyard of mm-hmm. being Tampa, Tampa Bay football. You have to have someone who's able to do that. But to me, football isn't all about recruiting. You got to have guys that can recruit, but you got to have guys that want to play for that particular coach. Mm-hmm. So you might have a guy who can recruit his butt off, but you're hearing, you know, players when they when they go in and play for a coach, they may not like the coach or uh, things that are going on. I'm not saying every player has to like the coach because it's a good thing. Sometimes you don't like your coach, but your coach get the best out of you. But mm-hmm. you have to have that player coach relationship, that father son relationship. Uh, what some people don't bring to the table, and I think that's for me. I would say that would be the, the values for myself. Mm-hmm. I would say the two things I think that can help benefit USF program the most in the coach, they got to get somebody that can come in and market that program to the whole True. Tampa Bay area. Right. The biggest issue I think USF has is they don't really have a connection with the Bay Area, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. Me and you was born in Plant. Me and you lived in Plant City our whole lives. Brody, how many right. USF, um, what are they called? The big, I can't even think, advertisement of billboards, have you seen in Plan City? I haven't seen any, bro. I've never seen one in my life. And nah. I went to school at UCF. Anywhere you go in Orlando, you see UCF stuff everywhere. Like, UCF bro. is the team of Orlando. I think USF is missing that. Like, you don't you don't really go around when you go to Plan City, you go to Lakeland. You don't see USF, USF stuff all around. So maybe the new coach, when he comes in, he could work on marketing, like, Get get out there in the community, man. They got to right. get some kind of relationship with the Tampa Bay area because there's so much talent here that is going to uh, what we got, Iowa State, Southern Miss, Kansas State, places like that. Indiana got like six boys from Tampa. Those kids that are helping these up, they can help our school. What's the boy, Joshua Youngblood out there at um, Kansas State going to win? What do you want, special teams player of the year for the Big 12? Yes, First, first, true freshman do so. The boy, uh, Amir, I'm pronouncing his name wrong, wrong, Brown, that's at Georgia Tech. Yes. I'm pretty sure he's going to be, yeah, he's going to be all ACC. Like, these are guys that we got to find a way to keep them at home. Yeah, man, the the thing is, man, you know, these are guys that they were were on, but for some reason, uh, things didn't happen. I don't know, the kids might have been too small or might Mm -hmm. not have been the fit that they were looking for, Um, you know, but... The thing is, man, you got to be able to keep those kids here. And that's the thing. When you got kids like that going out from other places and going to new systems mm-hmm. and they're producing like this, 
Hell, you know, we had those two kids here in town, man. Those two two tra- two freshmen that ha- could have done wonders at USF. What? Oh, that's a lot of touchdowns right there, man. Exactly. And then, like you say, when you look on TV, what's the kid at Washington State, Harris? Man, yes. it's like every week I see him on Sports Center making a play. You got the kid at North Dakota State, the kids at Indiana, but it's just like a lot of talent in this area that for some reason they're not looking at USF the way they should. So hopefully with this next coach come in, he could get better relationships, I would say. I don't know if it's the relationships. Whatever it is, he could come in and just change the image that Tampa natives, people in Hillsborough County have of USF. And I tell yeah, you my... Have, you had I cut you off, TJ. Yeah, you, you good. Have, you have a you have a guy. He's recruiting the area. He's recruiting the area hard. He is. I, mm-hmm. I can give him that. And I communicate with him. I know he's recruiting the area. You know, communicate with a lot of kids, mm-hmm. but just for some reason, just not able to close the door on the kids in the area. Like a lot of kids, they feel like hey, they want to. I talked to a lot of kids. They like, man, Brody, I want to leave Tampa. I don't been in Tampa my whole life. I don't want to. I don't want to live in Tampa. I'm like, why is that? Like, man, I don't know. I said, well, if you live in Tampa, just think about it. You might want to go away from school. You might go to Indiana. Okay, I go to Indiana. But you go to Indiana, when you graduate from school, you're not going to live in Indiana. Nine times out of ten, you get your first job. You're probably going to get your first job nearby home. Or if you don't get a job, you're going to come home and live with your parents. And you're going to be here in the Tampa Bay area. So you might as well do all that. As well as the flights cost to go to Indiana to mm-hmm. a game for your parents. Your parents can't see you maybe once or twice a year. You come to USF. You can have a home-cooked meal, everything waiting on you on Sundays. When you come home a Saturday night after a game, your whole family comes see you play right down the road. So my thing is, man, I think it's more so the high school coaches. They're not so uh, not saying a coach is supposed to push a kid in any direction, but they're not speaking up on behalf of, behalf of USL or not taking the best interest in what the kid comes to bring. Okay. Because there's no way. Go ahead. No, I can see. I can see that. I'm not saying USL doesn't recruit Tampa. I'm saying they got to adjust how they recruit Tampa. Yeah, yeah. Because what's going on, in my opinion, this is what USF, I don't think they're grasping about this area. Yes, you're the hometown team, but you got to look at it. Your program didn't start to the late 90s. Majority of the people in this area, like, for instance, our parents, they're not USF fans. My dad is a diehard Miami fan. So my whole childhood, I grew up cheering for Miami. Now, when in and trading with USF, we watch USF games, but if it's a USF and Miami game on, we watching the Miami game. Yeah, we watching the game. You know what I mean? So USF got to make sure they work on that mentality that a lot of these parents, a lot of these kids, their parents grew up rooting for Florida State, rooting for Miami, rooting for Florida, rooting for whoever. USF was not that team. So you got to fill in that gap to make people realize, like, hey, we got a good team here. You can't just depend on, oh, this is the hometown team. You got to come look at us. No, you got to give us a reason to look at us because all parents grew up cheering for other teams. Right. I get you, man. I understand. Trust me. And I think, I think, man, like you said, another coach comes in. He has to let his staff know, hey, we're going to understand we're going to go to different states and get these players. But my main objective here is to lock down the Tampa Bay area from from St. Pete all the way to Polk County, uh, Pinellas County all the way to uh, Polk. We got to lock this area down. Hey, I-4, like you say, I-4 got to be locked down. Like, it got to be some kind of way. If it, like I said, I don't know what it is. I'm not a college coach, so I can't say what you should do. But like you say, I just, whoever this new coach in, if he brings new energy, I think that'll save them because, not save them, but help them out. They just need a breath of fresh air in the Tampa area. That's all. I agree with you, man. But that was a good time, man, talking about it. Hopefully we get this thing going, man. Hopefully USL make the right, correct hire. 
Uh, they do the right thing about the kids, and they bring a guy in. He's a he's a winner, and he's a, someone who's gonna get out in the community and, like you said, market the program so USF can have success. Hey, like you said, one thing about it: when you win, that's all all that. Just a couple years ago, USF was feeling good when Coach Tag was there, Quentin Flowers. So all it takes is a couple wins, and you'll get everybody back on your boat. Yes, sir. All right. So anything else you want to share, BP? No, sir, man. We appreciate you guys for riding with us this season. Yes, sir. We really appreciate it. And we learned a lot. We made a lot of mistakes and we gained a lot of uh a lot of followers from the situation. Next year for football season we look to come back stronger. But this year now we're about to take off for the basketball thing and we're about to keep it going forward, baby. Yes, sir. We appreciate everybody supporting us these last few weeks throughout football season. We know we made it kind of rough on y'all. We not the best oral communicators, so Hey, with that being said, we want to say good luck to everybody participating games tomorrow, and we are out. Be easy. Hey, I promise, come back. I will never stop going in. Yeah, Comes down. Five, four, three, two, 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 three,